I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, uh, I'm David Liggett with Data Center Hawk, and this is the first ever official Data Center Hawk podcast. I know, just control your excitement here. Uh, we're we're excited to uh, to do this, and you know we produce a lot of content. Uh, and uh, you know I've gotten the question before, uh, why don't you do a podcast? So we've obviously sent uh, a number of our content pieces to audio, and but we're. Uh, we're, you know, doing an official podcast just because we believe in, uh, you know, how this, uh, how users are listening to what we do and, and the opportunity we have to get our message out there. So, uh, if you are watching or listening, uh, we thank you. We're excited that you're, you've jumped in. We have a lot of people that interact with our content pieces and we always love that. It's always awesome from my perspective when, you know, we're getting questions from people about the industry, um, you know, and, and how the industry is changing. And then we can utilize the data that we have and the information that we have to really answer those questions. So, um, so anyway, I'm really excited for those of you that have never, uh, seen any of our content before. My name is, I'm David Liggett. I run data center Hawk data center Hawk is a platform we built, uh, four years ago to help data center industry professionals make better decisions. And, um, you know, it's been fun to watch it grow over the last, four years. Uh, in fact, I think, no lie, I didn't even, I haven't even thought about this. I think yesterday was our four year anniversary. Yeah. I had no, I, <laughs> I should have known that. Imagine that. I know. Imagine that, but no, it is. So happy birthday to data center Hawk four years. Um, yeah, 27th of August. So anyway, that's, that's a little exciting note that see, you'll catch on this podcast that you wouldn't catch on other content that we do. But, um, so anyway, we've been doing this now for four years and, uh, we love the industry. I think, you know, one of the things I reflect back on, um, and I'm going to talk about it actually here in a little bit, uh, as we launch our first podcast is, you know, this is a really dynamic market. It's just, it's, it's very exciting. And if you think about, uh, how young it is, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, obviously data, the data center industry has been around for a while, but the way that it has changed in the last 10 years and the, really the commercialization of it, how, uh, cloud and co-location have merged together to an extent and are providing new opportunities for users. It's just, it's a dynamic market. And so, you know, with so many emerging technologies, I mean, literally it controls the, it controls our lives and, and from a business and personal perspective. Uh, and so that's, you know, obviously one of the reasons it's, it's so important. And it's one of the reasons that I get so excited about being in the space and being, you know, having a, a platform in the space, um, you know, connecting with professionals that are thinking through the way infrastructure needs to change to support the future of how we as businesses and, um, you know, humans utilize technology. So, it's it's fascinating space to be in. Really exciting. The goal of our podcast is really going to be to talk about uh, data center industry trends and things that uh, we've seen at Data Center Hawk. I've seen personally. Um, so you're going to get some of the personal side of David Liggett, maybe good and bad. Um, you can judge. So, um, but very excited to to get to do this, uh, to get to share you know our podcast with. 
the listening universe. So wherever you are listening, watching, uh, I want to say thanks. And our team says thank you uh, to uh, your participation and your support. Um, so what we're going to do today, and I think today will be different than most days, but what we're going to do today is actually talk about um, how the industry has changed. I want to share eight ways the data center industry has changed since I got involved. And I think that, um, you know, we'll take a look back a little bit at, at how the market has uh, transpired over the last 10 years. Uh, I want to talk about where it is today, and, I, and some of this will push towards what we will see in the future uh, as it relates to this industry. Um, you know, I think on this podcast, you'll get some thoughts from a technology side, emerging technologies that are changing the industry. I think you'll get a, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, uh, data center uh, providers and operators that listen to our content. We have a lot of data center investors. So the investor community is plugged in as they're still working to figure out what this industry really is and how it's changing. So you'll get some market uh, changes, market updates. Uh, and market growth information. We track data center markets at Data Center Hawk, so you'll see some of that. Um, and then I think, you know, there'll also be some really interesting content related to how businesses are utilizing technology to meet their needs in a more effective way. So that's really what we're, uh, a, a lot of the, the uh, needs that we're seeing right now in the data center industry and some of the things we're, we are looking to solve at, at Data Center Hawk. Um, before I start again with the eight ways the data center industry has changed since I started, um, I want to talk about the so some of the inefficiencies in the market. You know, in, in every every data center or every business, every market has inefficiencies. But I think inefficiencies create opportunities, and certainly uh, that is one that we have seen in the data center market. You know, one of the challenges that if you're an investor. Uh, you have related to, hey, I, I want to go place X amount of millions of dollars in this industry, or, you know, I want to go place a $100 million loan with this company is, is understanding and providing a framework around what the market looks like. And, you know, if you think about and this from a commercial real estate side of things, but if you think about the office market, the industrial market, the retail market, that's a, those are much more established in their trends, much more established in the way they've grown. You know, the data center industry, uh, as I mentioned, is relatively young. If you think about the fact that the first publicly traded data center uh, REIT, which was Digital Realty, became public in 2004. And, you know, it was then that they were really, uh, you know, buying uh, telecom or, uh, you know, data center assets that were aged and then uh, essentially remaking them. And, and, and leasing them. And then over time, that market got better. And there were other data center operators working too. Um, but uh, it's just, it's, it's a relatively young market. And, and as I mentioned before, where it is today is dynamic. Uh, and, and even in the midst of that, there's still some, some inefficiencies. And so I'm going to point out some of those inefficiencies today just through um, my comments. But I think that, um, you know, the market has changed dynamically in the last 10 years. Um, so here we go, eight ways the data center industry has changed since I started. Um, you know, number one, uh, the data center user is more mature. And I think this has had a massive impact on the data center industry. Um, you know, number one, I think the data center user, if you think about where companies were 10 years ago and how they 
viewed their IT infrastructure. Um, you know, one way that they really looked at the way they they um, identified and put their strategies together was control. You know, a lot of the the thought process was around how can we control this. There's no way we can let um, this the the operation of this infrastructure, um, the operating of any additional services that we provide to ourselves out of our control. Uh, and I think one of the things that we've seen, if you if you go back to 2008, 2009, 2010, when companies would spend tens, even hundreds of millions of dollars on their IT strategy is because of the Great Recession at the time, companies didn't have the capital to do that. So they had to look for another way. And, and sitting there ready and waiting were uh, the data, was the data center operator community. And I think at the time they were able to solve a strategic problem challenge for data center users, which was lack of capital. So you saw a lot of a lot of larger requirements that traditionally would have been placed in an owned and operated data center facility uh, get placed in you know a, a third party uh, leased facility. And and through that, the data center user I think strategically has changed the way they look at the market. Um, you know, I think the data center user today, from a maturity standpoint, is more f- financially focused. So, I, you know, I definitely think that um, data center users have, have started to really understand how, uh, at, even at the base level, I mean, if you're talking, you know, power, space, and cooling, um, you know, th- that base one rack, 10 racks, you know, one megawatt, 10 megawatts, there's some cost components there that are, um, now I think more clear than they were 10 years ago. And, and I think it's easier now to compare uh, apples to apples uh, related to some of those costs than it was back then. So I think some of that has, has helped the data center user become more mature, and that's really led to them making better decisions. Now, if you layer on top of that the additional things like um, you know, cloud, uh, managed services, uh, you know, and some of the additional technologies that companies are using to, um, you know, put together an IT infrastructure that serves their business most effectively, um, the financial focus of that has come much more into the picture. And, and it, I think it's identified even as you're starting to hear some companies that have have chosen to migrate uh, their applications into the cloud and are now recognizing that whatever those applications are uh, in, in the cloud the way they are have become too expensive. And so they're starting to pull those back and you know, provide more of a hybrid approach. Uh, so from that perspective, the financial focus of the data center user um, has led to the maturity uh, of, that, of you know, that entity in the market. And that only makes the market better. I think with the maturity, with data center users and their maturity, they have more of a focus. And with that focus, it causes the rest of the market to focus on how to serve them best. So. Um, that's one change we've seen is that the data center user is more mature, uh, and you know I think that will continue. Um, it, on the flip side of that, so number two would be that the data center provider is more mature, um, and you know so everybody knows that data center hawk. I mean we're we're essentially neutral as it relates to data center operators, so they're they're you know on our platform and and utilize it, but um, you know. Uh, we don't have any skin in the game with, you know, data center operators, but I, I, I will pay them a compliment. And, and the compliment that I would say is that I believe that if you think about it, over the last 10 years, they have done a good job listening to the data center user and adjusting their product and services to meet their needs. 
you know, that's a, that's kind of a business 101, you know, comment. Listen to the customer. Hear what the customer says. Look at your service. Change your service to meet what the customer needs. You'll get more customers. But I think it's easier said than done. And there was a tone, you know, in 2007, 2008, in the data center industry, there was a tone that, um, you know, I think was coming from the data center operators that was saying, hey, we... We do this all the time. We have more facilities than any other company. We know how to own and operate this better than anyone. So you might, as a user, have some ideas, but our ideas are better than yours. And you know that's obviously not the, the best way to sell to, to customers. And uh, so I give the data, I, I don't think that's the tone today. I think that tone has changed. And so I, I think because of that, you're seeing um, a result of of that tone changing and the growth that's taken place is a direct result uh, of that. So um, I think the data center provider maturity has been, hey, we can really work with customers. We, we can still uh, develop our product, scale it, but we can listen to customers and adjust it as we go to, to best meet their needs. And, and I think that's been a, that was a big uh, change in the industry and has, has only benefited the space moving forward. And you can see that as the market has grown. And I've got some statistics here in a second that I'll share um, about that. Uh, you know, I also think that the data center provider today is, is doing a better job of, of serving the, uh, the needs of the end user as it relates to services provided on top of, you know, co-location, uh, your traditional space power and cooling. Um, and, and I think you've seen that as deals, some deals get smaller, which we'll talk about here in a minute, and some deals get bigger. Um, but they've, they've learned how to change their offering to really meet those needs, even at the service level. Um, and I think that's gone a long way, and I think it will continue to moving down the road. So number two is the data center provider is more mature. Uh, number three, so again, this is eight ways the data center industry has changed since I started. Um, and someday, by the way, when I think about like how long I've been in the space, some days it seems like a very short period of time. Some days it seems like a hundred years. So, um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like parenting. I would say, you know, they say that in parenting the uh, the days are long, but the years are short. So, all you parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but so uh, so anyway, the third thing that I've seen change is that connectivity and network both. Uh, play a, a much more critical role in the decision-making process for a user today than it did in the past. And I think, you know, this is a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a lot behind this, but at its simplest form, uh, you know, it has to do with the maturity of the technology that, um, you know, users expect today to utilize a product. Uh, when, so a great example of this is um, when I was working with the company, so, so I spent 10 years with CBRE, great company, um, and just great experience with them. Um, and, and so we, you know, got to sit with end users that were going to go and, and determine what their IT strategy was. And uh, we had, there was a Fortune 500 company that was evaluating, you know, uh, several large requirements to be placed in different markets across the U.S. And it supported a mobile application that they wanted to provide for their end users. And um, in the middle of the process, they changed their focus to be in not just three locations, but I think it was like 10. And the, the deal, the transactional sizes got smaller because they wanted to be closer to the end users. And so I think uh, they recognized that, you know, any type of latency with this application of the mobile app 
would impact the experience of the end user, and they were trying to make sure that the experience that the end user had was excellent. And so I definitely think that, obviously that's one example, there's a zillion others, but you know, we're seeing um, that really start to change the way that um, data center users make their decisions. Another thing I would say is that this is one of the reasons that you're hearing a lot about edge, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but uh, you know, as technologies get more complex and as we decide to do more with technology, AI, um, you know, the automated car uh, discussion, um, and these, these uh, technologies are getting bigger and there's more momentum behind. As an example, I think this morning I read that Toyota had invested $500 million with Uber to, you know, get behind their uh, automated car uh, initiatives. So as that momentum grows, it's 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 this the connectivity and the network piece um, that uh, we're seeing play a much more important part of the process because they're wanting to deploy that technology to different uh, parts of the world and and I think that'll obviously be a very interesting path to uh, to watch moving forward. Um, okay, so number four, uh, data center requirement sizes have changed, and um, you know I think the thing to ask here is how has this changed the industry? Because obviously that, that happens in, in any space over time. But you know, before, as an example, when I started in the, the commercial real estate business, you know, the largest, uh, you know, if you're in the, the, the uh, data center space, you've heard the terms most likely retail and wholesale co-location. Everybody has somewhat of a unique, uh, different definition of each, but you know, think of wholesale deals as traditionally being bigger. And so when I started in this space, you know, the largest wholesale co-location deals that had been done out there were, you know, anywhere from like eight to 10 megawatts. And again, this was, you know, traditionally at smaller densities. So, you know, the footprint of this was in, you know, let's say uh, 70 to 100,000 feet of computer room uh, square footage and or raised floor square footage. And, and so these were the biggest deals that were being done in the space. You know, traditionally large requirements, large power requirements were being sent to areas in the United States specifically where uh, the market had, um, you know, a, a, a robust infrastructure, a lot of power, uh, a lot of water, um, and uh, the network could be brought to it. And, uh, you know, power cost was cheap and there was aggressive tax incentives to win those companies to those places. Um, you know, I'd say four years ago, we really saw, really three years ago, we really saw a change in the way that some of these larger data center operators viewed the market and their ability to, uh, to, to move towards areas that were traditionally strong co-location markets, Northern Virginia, Chicago, Silicon Valley, Phoenix, Dallas, and some others. And I think it was that that really has changed a lot of the ways that we're seeing uh, deal, data center requirement sizes today. So it's definitely changed. So one way it's changed, changed the real estate growth, um, which I think has opened the eyes of the investor to the investors to the community. Uh, you know, as of 2014, the data center uh, market grew at a relatively reasonable pace. Over the last four years, uh, it, it's, it's grown at a much more aggressive pace. And uh, a lot of that is because of these larger 
uh, transactions. I think it's changed the service offerings. So as the requirement sizes have changed, it's impacted the the service offerings being provided by data center operators. It's, it's changed the way that these uh, facilities are being constructed today. I mean, think about it. the data center operator today has to try to attract a small business, an enterprise, you know, Fortune 1000 company, and a large hyperscale company that is going to do, you know, a 20 megawatt type of power requirement uh, transaction. So um, it's definitely changed that approach. Uh, and I think it's created a hybrid market. So as the cloud market has grown, the cloud market has matured, uh, I think that data center, and as the user has matured, it's allowed data center users to kind of play in both spaces, you know, be able to utilize um, co-location for parts of their requirements and then also put certain applications in uh, cloud infrastructure that is better f suited for their business. Um, and, you know, most companies, I think, take that approach. There are some, some forward-leading companies that would put all of their infrastructure into cloud, but I don't think that's... That's certainly not the majority of companies today, um, and, and but that has really changed the market, the requirement sizes, uh, and and I think that you know even like some of the absorption that we saw last quarter, um, specifically in Northern Virginia. I mean, it was more than we've ever seen, and I think that will um, that will continue moving forward. So, um, number five is. The product has changed, competition has increased, and pricing has decreased. So there's some people that won't be excited about me saying that, but that's the reality of, of the space today um, and where we are. So we talked about it before, but how has the product changed is one of the questions that I think it's important to know, especially as you think about pricing decreasing. Um, you know, the reality is that the product today is different than the product was 10 years ago. So, uh, and it's gotten, it's gotten more efficient. Uh, it's gotten more secure. At times, it's less redundant. I think it's important to note, um, you know, there's some people that would go, you know, what are you talking about? How is the data center today less redundant than it was, you know, 10 years ago? Well, um, you know, as you think about the tier levels of, of data centers, uh, you know, back in 2000, 2008, 2000, or 2007, 2008, and nine, you know, the tier four data center was the, the standard. And what you saw was a lot of companies build to that tier four standard and, and recognize that that was not necessarily the standard needed to achieve their, uh, what, they, what they really needed at the end of the day uh, from a redundancy standpoint. So uh, the co-location market and the third party operators, the publicly traded providers and the privately owned data center operators really work to refine the product to better meet the needs of the end user. So are there still companies that need two in at the UPS? Um, sure. Uh, but I think what the data center operator community is seeing today is that a more refined product is more of an N plus one solution with the ability to make it more redundant if needed. And, and so that's where I, when I say less redundant at times, that, that's my statement there. Um, but I think it's been focused on meeting the needs. Uh, the product change has been focused on meeting the needs of those different buckets, the smaller users, the Fortune 1000 companies, and the large hyperscale, hyperscale um, users. Uh, the, the other thing that I mentioned was that competition has increased. So the quantity and quality of data center operators, cloud providers, and additional services that are provided to data center users have just gotten better and better and better. Uh, and so, you know, with that competition uh, increase, um, obviously becomes, uh, you know, offers more options, uh, more solutions, and uh, more competitive pricing. And so that's definitely something that we've seen. You know, if I think about where pricing was 10 years ago to where it is today, 
um, you know, it's it's gotten much more. Um, uh, it's gotten less expensive, and that's benefited the end user. Now, like I said, I think the product has changed, so I think it's a different product today than it was um, ten years ago. But th- that's just been the market maturity. So, you know, the product has changed, competition has increased, and pricing has decreased. Uh, uh, again, so we're talking about eight ways the data center industry has changed since I started. This is the sixth, and uh, it is the edge is the new cloud. Okay, so scratch your heads on that one for a second. So what I mean by that is I'm certainly not suggesting that these are similar in what they do. Uh, but what I'm saying is that when I started in the space, all a lot of the discussion was around cloud, forward thinking. You know, how is how's the industry going to change? Well, let's talk about cloud. Let's talk about what cloud's going to do. And there's a lot of people that say... You know, cloud was already happening. Uh, you know, it's just there was a term attached to it, and now it was, uh, you know, it was growing potentially or in a way that it hadn't before. Um, so, but I'm, but I'm not again not suggesting these two are similar. Just from a forward thinking perspective, when I started, cloud was what people were talking about. If you looked at what people are talking about today from a forward thinking perspective, I do think cloud's still in the discussion. But I think that uh, really. Uh, the edge is where a lot of that conversation is happening today. And there's a lot of forward thinking, speculation, conversation, predictions about how emerging technologies and how we serve those emerging technologies will impact the data center industry. Um, so there's a uh, Rich Miller who runs Data Center Frontier, who I'm sure a lot of you listening uh, uh, know. Um, but he produced a, a great article a few days ago on, um, you know, how to clear up the confusion with edge. There's a lot of differing um, variations of the definition, um, you know, as it relates to edge. But but there were some really good thoughts in this article, and you can get on, it's datacenterfrontier.com. But you can get on there and and read. You know, he's interviewed a number of of uh, people that are heavily invested in the edge space. In fact, one uh, is, you know, Dart Points is an example of a company that's been in, uh, you know, five or six years ago began. In fact, we have a, a uh, an interview that we did with Hugh Karspeck and the Dart Point CEO. And, you know, one of the things he said that I thought was really funny, I asked him, hey, what's changed since you got in the space? And he made the comment, you know, well, I'm not getting my shins kicked in as much today as when we started. And I think he was just saying, you know, essentially that, you know, people are starting to recognize that this is really going to happen. Um, and, and there's obviously other comments in the article, but I think one thing most can agree on when, as it relates to edge is that there's going to be a significant amount of work needed and infrastructure built to support these future technologies. 5g is a really good one. And it's probably one of the easiest ones to, um, to, to think about, but how, how the market serves that technology moving forward, uh, there's some really exciting things happening, some, some, uh, some big challenges ahead with it as well. Um, but I think this is a, an emerging space for our business that will have a large impact down the road, and, and it will definitely impact the data center industry. Uh, number seven, um, flexibility uh, becomes a much more important deal driver for end users. So I, you know, one of the things that, uh, one of the most impactful changes to the industry uh, is the important that data center the importance that data center users have placed on flexibility, and you know as I mentioned before, you know if you think about the data center user of ten years ago, a lot of that user uh, was focused on control. How can I control my environment? Uh, I will spend more uh, and have less flexibility to have that control that I need. Uh, 
And I think that that has, that has changed. So I'm a, I'm a big football fan. I love football. In fact, the best time of year is about to start with football beginning. And I oftentimes like to liken the IT infrastructure group at a company to the field goal kicker. <laughs> and, and I think this is actually a, a very good analogy. Um, and here's why. Number one, the field goal kicker, when he like runs out on the field, you know, he's supposed to make the field goal. Like he, there's not a lot of room for him to miss. And if he makes the field goal, everybody's kind of like, hey, good job. And, and you're, you're done thinking about him. Uh, if he misses the field goal, everybody like hates him. And, and that is like, you know, when I think about like the IT infrastructure group, you know, they are expected to just to, to have everything running smoothly. And if everything's running smoothly, it's kind of like, hey, good job. You know, way to go. Um, but if things don't go well, then they become, you know, whose fault is it? And they're the group that has to answer for that. And so uh, this, you know, not to get too deep here, but there's, I think, a lot of fear in the data center industry of, you know, hey, if the technology doesn't work, if we have to move this technology, if we, um, you know, can't migrate the technology effectively, so, so things just stay the way they are and they don't innovate and they don't change because people are afraid for it to mess up. And so, anyway, I, I do think that that is the, the case with, um, you know, data center IT infrastructure groups. It's hard. It's hard work. I don't think they get the uh, probably the respect and the, um, the appreciation that they deserve, you know, especially as more companies, like think about how companies depend on their IT infrastructure today. I mean, it is so important. Um, but, you know, a lot of it, that the, the challenge is they, they face an environment that's always changing. So take that same field goal kicker mentality. Imagine you are the field goal kicker. You have practiced. You have prepared yourself. You, your team is on the sideline. It's third down and 11, incomplete pass. It's time to kick a field goal. You run out on the field. Your guys line up. The snap gets snapped back to the holder. The holder is there. You look up to see where the field goal is, and it's, it's not there because it's changed. They've moved it to the other side of the field, or they've moved it to another spot. And so this is what a lot of IT organizations face is they, they put their strategy together, they get it all set. They've got to get buy-in from people all throughout their organization, different parts, the, the, the CIO, the, C, uh, the CFO, um, sometimes obviously the CTO, sometimes the CEO. Everyone has said yes. And so by the time they're ready to execute, technology has changed. They've bought two companies. Uh, there's a new technology that is, has come to the market, and they can now get more efficient if they use it. And so the, the target is moving, and that's very hard to make long-term decisions when you never know what the future is going to be. And so that is why we've seen flexibility become so important for the data center user. Um, you know, their ability to, to have uh, flexibility and, and the opportunity to change as things move forward has become highly important. So you've seen uh, how has that impacted the space. You've seen deal sizes get shorter. Uh, you've seen hybrid approaches taken so that companies are able to grow into technologies that make the most, most sense for them. Um, and, and you've also seen... Um, you know, companies really value the ability to, um, you know, have flexibility with capacity and where that capacity is placed. So, um, so anyway, f flexibility is here. It's a need for the end user. It will be for a long time because, uh, you know, the future is not getting any clearer anytime soon for a company that has to put an IT infrastructure plan together. Um, 
And then the last uh, you know point I want to make as far as as you know again this is eight ways the data center industry has changed since I started. Uh, number eight, massive. We've had massive growth in several markets, moderate growth in others. And so this is from, if you look at the areas, the geographic areas where the data center market has grown over the last um, several of years, it's really been focused in, you know, uh, three to four different key areas in the United States. Uh, and, you know, there's been other markets that have grown. We've seen some secondary markets grow, but but not at this massive pace that some of these other markets have. So uh, at Data Center Hawk, we track basically the top 10 data center markets um, and and all the power that is uh, commissioned in those markets and, and being willing to be leased from a data center perspective. And over the last uh, three years alone, a gigawatt of power has been added to the top 10 data center markets that we track at Data Center Hawk. Um, and I think what's important there is to note that a significant amount of that power that's been added uh, has really taken place in, you know, the majority of that's Northern Virginia, uh, but Chicago, Silicon Valley, Dallas, Phoenix, uh, all those markets have received a significant amount of that power. And and then you have additional markets like Atlanta, um, you know, New York, northern New Jersey, Seattle that are growing, but they're just growing at a more moderate level. Um, and that is, you know, the reason that the larger growth occurs there is because, you know, there's for the end user, there's strategic reasons to be in those markets. You have the infrastructure there to support that growth. Uh, you have competitive options. So a lot of the like investments that were made in Northern Virginia um, years and years and years ago are paying benefits today. You know, a lot of the investments, obviously Silicon Valley, um, you know, and, and the, the technology hub that's there with the companies that are headquartered there is one of, one of the many reasons that that market grows the way it does. Chicago is very strategic. Um, you know, there's a number of businesses there that want to be close to their IT infrastructure, but we're now seeing obviously growth kind of come out of the city there into the suburb areas and the Elk Grove villages and Aurora and, you know, markets on the, um, the west side of the city. Um, and then we're also, you know, Dallas is another good example. It's really positioned to grow effectively moving forward. Um, you know, Phoenix has seen cloud growth, larger companies that find that market attractive, and there's a number of reasons why. Um, but that is why those markets are receiving that growth, and um, and I think you'll see you'll see those tr that trend continue moving forward. It's not that I don't see those, and we don't see those other markets growing, but um, we just don't see them growing at the rate that some of these bigger markets are. Uh, so again, those are the eight or eight eight ways the data center industry has changed since I got started. A, a number of them have, um, you know, they, they're just really. Uh, in my opinion, things that have significantly changed the space. And I think, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, the space is still very young. The, the, the market is still very young. And the way that, because it changes the way it does, um, I think that the next several years will be very interesting, especially as um, the edge market matures, um, especially as you look at the way that data center users are using technology to support their businesses um, and the way that, you know, we as humans utilize technology just on a daily basis. Um, but it's, you know, make no mistake about it, it, it is such an exciting space. And that's, that's you know, one of the huge reasons that we're plugged into it, uh, that we're excited about um, the market moving forward um, and excited about doing podcasts like this 
Um, I think moving forward with our podcast, as I mentioned before, um, we'll talk, you know, about some of the emerging technologies that are coming to the market. Um, we'll hit some market overviews. So, um, you know, we're coming up on, um, you know, some of the changes at the at the end of the quarter as it relates to market growth, market vac- vacancy, market absorption. Um, and we're able to highlight the trends that have taken place in those markets over the last quarter. Um, I think we want to highlight some of the challenges that we see in the market related to data center industry professionals that are trying to make the best decisions they can. Uh, and then I'd also like to highlight, um, you know, some of the personal side of, of what we do here at data center Hawk and just, um, you know, some of the things that we're really excited about just within our company. Um, and so, so one thing that I would just say today, and, and maybe I'll just do this at the end of these, but one thing I'd just say today is um, I think that, in our industry, you know, as it relates to the, the data center side of things, um, you know, we've got people from all different parts, you know, at least the people that listen to our content. We have, you know, data center uh, users themselves, so companies, you know, individuals that are plugged into the IT organization at, at the company themselves. We have data center consultants, so, comp- so people that are actually helping companies, uh, you know, make better decisions. We have, um, you know, data center operators, so companies that are actually providing the uh, you know, data center infrastructure to the end user themselves. We have uh, those that serve the space, you know, with, with uh, you know, from a vendor perspective and helping sell different uh, components to people that, that need different things in the space. Um, and we have data center investors, you know, companies that are trying to determine uh, how much money and where to invest uh, in this industry. Uh, and, and I would just say, I... Like every time I think about what we're doing, I become, I think, more proud of uh, our space, the maturity around our space, what we're doing. We got a lot of things to figure out. Um, you know, the industry has a lot of things to figure out. Um, you know, I think there's a there's a shortage of of uh, you know younger or tenured professionals in the space. There's a shortage of women in the space. There's, there's a number of things that the industry is, has to figure out. But I think we can all be proud that we are part of something that is literally supporting the IT infrastructure world as we know it, supporting the lives of, of those that, um, you know, that walk around every day from a business perspective and, um, and even from a personal standpoint. So um, I will leave you with that. Uh, you know, th- that's that's really what uh, we wanted to accomplish today and uh, very excited about moving forward. So stay tuned, stay alert, additional podcasts to come. Uh, but other than that, we're finished. Thanks for listening. <laughs>